Now connecting you to the College Sports Connection Podcast. Back everybody. I'm your host Alex the Captain. As always, my partner AJ the Guru. What's going on, everybody? So guys, we wanted to talk baseball this week. AJ made that request last time we were on. So guess what? You guys get some baseball chatter this week. So lots to break down with the lack of an MLB season, which I thought would be a little weird to say, but here we are. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where you just keep scrolling through Twitter and refreshing your feed just to see if something you know nice pulls up and it's been a month of doing that and so far nothing exciting nothing exciting well we did get a little bit of a potential something today they were talking about doing the cactus league uh Mm -hmm. for the season which i don't i mean me as a baseball fan i absolutely just want to see baseball happen yeah but can you imagine watching these guys play with nobody in the stands? Mm-hmm. Like, I just think that would be absolutely insane. Like, you know, there I think ESPN published an article today talking about the players wanting to um, not do that just because they're not going to have families. You know, they're not going to have their fans. It's the fans that kind of cheer them on and encourage them. And did you get a chance to look at the division that the Indians and the Reds would have been in? I did briefly look over that, yes. So the proposed division realignments for the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. So they, for those who missed it, they were talking about dissolving the NL and the AL just for this year with everything going on. And the Cactus League has three divisions, as does the Grapefruit League. The West Division, which would be where the Cincinnati Reds and the Cleveland Indians would play, both of our teams. They would play the Chicago White Sox and the L.A. Dodgers and the L.A. Angels. And that doesn't sit well with me. That one, <laughs> we've got we've we've got two West teams in a five-team West division. How that happens, I don't know. You could have put San Francisco in there, Colorado in there, Oakland in there. Literally loads of other further West teams you could have put in that division. And see that you took all that from from the West. What I'm taking away is who calls the Angels the Los Angeles Angels? It's the Anaheim Angels. Listen, I lived out there for a year. Everybody was calling them the LA Angels. They were the LA Angels on TV. Really? I'm sticking with it. Yeah, yeah I, I've were. been to a game out there, and it was just Anaheim is the way I re, I was referring to it. Well, I mean, that's and that's what it was for the longest time. But there was something with a name change a few years ago. And I don't mm. I don't know what it was. Don't know why it was. But, yeah, they were the they were referred to as the L.A. Angels. Please, Twitter, if I am doing this wrong and I am saying this wrong, you have full permission to just flay me alive right now. This is a yeah. this is a this is a no holds barred thing. So this is all you guys. But I just I'm looking at that divisional composition and. 
it just absolutely blows my mind. I think, one, that's a competitive division for sure. Uh, but two, like, there's three teams out of five that would be representing the West, and that just doesn't look right. No. No, I agree. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's interesting. You're looking over here, too. For example, like, you go to the uh, the Northeast, mm-hmm. Cubs, Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies, A's. They go to the Northwest, Brewers, Padres, My, uh, Mariners, Rangers, and Royals. Mm-hmm. I like I like the Northwest one, actually. That's a nice little division there. Yeah, it's not stacked bad at all. I mean, I like the, the Rangers being in that is, is, you know, whatever. They're out of division. But again, you're playing in Arizona, so it doesn't really matter, you know. No. Arizona and, and I think Florida for the grapefruit, right? Is that where they're playing? Yeah. Okay. Yep, and it's interesting too. Like looking up here at the grapefruit here in the north, you got the Yankees, Phillies, Blue Jays, Tigers, Pirates. Mm-hmm. That's just a boring one. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, Nothing really fun there. Going on there. <laughs> and then you go to the south, you got the Red Sox, Twins, Braves, Rays, Orioles. Eh, that's not that exciting. And the East really isn't that exciting. You got well, I guess it would be actually. You got the Nationals. You got Astros, the Mets, Cardinals, Marlins. So mm-hmm. really, you take away the Mets, Cardinals, and Marlins, it's still going to be interesting. Right. With the Nats and the Astros. Well, so. yeah, absolutely. It's, and that that would be a fun division to have, just to kind of see. And, and I was talking to somebody earlier about this, and I kind of mentioned it here. I would be for having baseball, but I can't imagine just anybody who wins the World Series this year, it's a tainted... Not tainted, but a uh, there's question marks to the World Series. You know, if even if we have a season, you know, because you, you talk about you take let's say they cut out 40 games, we still get 122 games. Yeah, that's a 40 game swing. If a team who's struggling catches fire at the right time and makes the playoffs with those extra 40 games, or a team who is definitely playing an easier part of their schedule makes the playoff like there's just so many questions on how that would work and i've seen several proposals and i'm sure you have as well yeah it's interesting to you bring the point of no fans mm-hmm. uh gene smith the Ohio state athletic director he came out today he goes if it's not safe for fans why is it safe for the athletes yeah That's i was looking at that right yeah there. well yeah absolutely i mean no gene smith is 100 percent right i was actually looking at that just now when uh while we were talking about this and I think Ohio State was supposed to have their spring game, what, tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, so, I, and it's that time of year where a lot of those schools are going to be having those spring games for their, to prep for college football. And it, he's 100% on point. You know, everything for the spring got canceled for these college athletes. Um, a bunch of the other Big Ten athletic directors, if, you know, they've been talking with the commissioner, uh, Kevin Warren. They've been talking with him to not, you know, not play you know, at all this spring and what's going to come for the fall. Like there's, there's even talks of a shortened college football season. Like there's talks Mm -hmm. of a 10 game college football season. We haven't had a 10 game college football season since, I don't know, the sixties, seventies. Well, I was thinking like, Oh three, I was like 13, like Buckeyes are like 13 and Oh yeah. And then there's no playoff and it's just BCS. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And they played a made up game that makeup game that year because of nine 11, the previous season. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so that's why there was so, and that was just there was no Big Ten championship game either that year. So they played no. a twelve game regular season. Yep, which is crazy yeah. to think about. 
Absolutely. And it's, I think everything right now is hearsay. I don't sure. think there's really going to be anything set in stone until they can't. No, and I don't think serious discussions will be set or you know start to happen mid-May. Is right. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the most appropriate time to to have those discussions. Um, I think obviously first and foremost, if I'm commissioners of any league of any kind, the NBA, MLB, NHL, uh, the NCAA, whatever it is, if I'm a commissioner of any of those leagues. I have to look at I I have to follow the science and what what the government's handing down, right? Mm-hmm. I have to say, all right, what is a realistic time frame for us to resume our activities? And I don't think I don't the, think I anybody mean, the, knows. Yeah, the models have changed so much, nobody has an answer. No. You know, we were supposed to have UFC fights and that didn't mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, I was you gonna know. say, didn't that just get canceled? Today yesterday I think it was because yeah. ESPN said no. Yeah. So there's Really, everything's just speculation at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing, like I said, is really going to come out, I think, till mid to the end of May. But it could be longer. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, we're just going to we have to hold on and wait and see uh, what happens. Yeah. It's... You know, it's, it's one of those things where we talk about it, but we end up repeating ourselves because nothing's changed mm-hmm. in the week and a half that we've been off. Yeah. So... Which which is frustrating, you know. I yeah. Yeah, I know obviously for our listeners, you know that we're we're pretty big sports fans, hence why we're doing this. But I mean, even you, our listeners, we know that you guys are big sports fans, and we're just saying the same stuff over and over again. With well, we don't have any updates. All right, hey, so and so's transferring. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of transfers, actually, uh, in the NCAA, you saw that they were that they officially allowed the spring sports to have another year of eligibility, right? I did, but Barry, Barry Alvarez isn't allowing it at Wisconsin. No way. I did not see that. Yeah. He said it's time for them to move on. And wow. He has a valid point. Mm-hmm. No, a hundred percent being, you have to look at the freshmen coming in. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the scholarship numbers. Yep. And a lot of these kids too have done internships and may have jobs lined up, mm-hmm. you know? So, there's no reason for them to come back. Right. And no, so it's, it's fair. Because they would be coming back and they wouldn't be taking classes. They'd just be coming back to play. And yeah. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously, yes, you get your season cut short or didn't play at all. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't want to be the fifth year, sixth year senior. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be a fifth year. year senior. Well, I was going like, to say, you don't want to be a fifth year, sixth year senior. Because you just want to play, you know, there, you know, there's guys, they transfer schools, whatever injuries, that's a completely different ball game. You don't want to be a fifth year, sixth year senior just because you have a chance to keep playing because you're not going to get punished by the NCAA. That's a completely different thing. I'm, I, I get that. And, you know, I think Barry mm-hmm. Alvarez is onto something. I just, for me, I think about the kids who, you get a lot of these kids who are playing these in these tournaments and these championships who will never play at the professional level. And for them to miss out on that opportunity to have that, hey, we may have won a national championship this year, you know. And I, I think the men's the men's tournament was wide open this year. I think the mm-hmm. women's tournament was a little bit more. We kind of had an idea that probably like Oregon and UConn were going to be in the final four. We kind of got a sense of that. But for the men's side, like let's let's talk about Dayton with Obi Tobin. 
you know, that's a kid who, yeah, he's going to go pro, but that was a school who they don't have much success in basketball. I mean, sure, they'll make the round of 32, the Sweet 16, relatively consistently, but they were looking at a top four seed. They were looking at at least a Final Four run, which yeah. is unprecedented for Dayton. So for those those guys in his class who were seniors, that that sucks if if they don't get that chance. And I think the NCAA is trying to do the right thing. Uh, personally, mm-hmm. if if I was a senior, I mean, I know I would not be going pro. I would probably take that opportunity if presented with it. I'm just going to be straight out with you. Sure. And then you look at it too. Nothing's guaranteed for next year either. Exactly. You know, you, you might not even make it to the tournament. So, I don't know. It's it's, it's all this is uncharted territory for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you and your professional life, me and my professional life, my fiance and her professional life. Like we're both working from home, mm-hmm. and I work in marketing, so nobody's marketing right now. So it's just phone yeah. calls all day long. Yeah. You know, so every, like. It, all around, all across the board. Like we went out and ordered dinner tonight. Same thing you did. Mm-hmm. And you go into restaurants and you go, you go through downtown. Nothing's open. Like yeah. it's just a ghost town. And so it's just uncharted territory for everybody. And all, I mean, from what we do all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. You go on these, you know, the ESPN and the Fox uh, social <laughs> medias. They're just rehashing old things, old videos. But it's kind of funny though, because you'll open it up and it'll be like, oh wow. I forgot that happened, or oh, that was an awesome trick shot, or, yeah. or whatever it was. So really, you know, it's even the the morning shows are just kind of like grasping at straws now, finding things mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, kind of like we are at this point. Right. But you know, you can do what you can. Uh, you know, speaking of baseball, I'm gonna go down my fancy baseball. Yeah, let's flip here. back to baseball here. Because we had my we me and my buddies we had our draft probably two weeks ago. Okay. And we talked about, we're like, should we postpone it? We're like, no, we need baseball in our life. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I mean, it's why I draft. bought the show 20. I had to have an opening day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I've been, I've played an unhealthy amount of show 19. <laughs> unhealthy amount. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, I started off my catcher. I went Roberto Perez out of Cleveland. Okay. And then I went uh, first base, Freddie Freeman. He's mm. a guy I usually get at least every year. Sure. Uh, he's a solid first baseman. Uh, let's see here at uh, second base, I picked up. It wants to load here. Ketel uh, Marte, okay, of Arizona. Yeah. He's pretty solid. Uh, Jose Ramirez at third. Francisco Lindor short. Every year, Frankie is my uh, first overall pick. Yeah, to grab four him. Years, he's yeah. always my first overall pick. Uh, I have Fernando Tatis uh, playing second base shortstop as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Hoskins, I got him playing first and third. My okay. outfield, I have uh, Bryce Harper, Joey Galloway, or excuse me, Joey Galloway, Joey Gallo, Whit Merrifield, Nick Castellanos, Michael Brantley, and Vlad Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vlad Jr. is my uh, utility. And then Josh Donaldson, Carlos Santana, and Eduardo Escobar on my bench. Wow. So That's uh, a lineup. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. You know, uh, Vlad Jr. was sitting like a ninth round I got him. I got him super late. That's impressive. Uh, so he was sitting there, but yeah, I got a lot of bats here. Then I went Shane Bieber, Trevor Bauer, Carlos Carrasco, Brandon Workman, uh, Rizel Glacius from Cincy. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is down here? Will Smith from uh, Atlanta. Okay. Uh, Frankie Montas. Uh, 
and or uh, Oakland, Madison Baumgartner, okay, and uh, Kenta Medea for the Twins. And I picked up uh, Noah Syndergaard, and then two days later he's down with Tommy John, so yeah, I had to drop him. Well, there's been uh, what four four guys I think so far that have needed to do Tommy Johns, and why I think not at this three point? Three or four, yeah. Yeah, you know really why not to see here yeah all right but yeah that's kind of our lineup here this year i'm really excited about it I got a lot of bats in here mm-hmm. so yeah no you've got some quality hitters and uh some quality f- field guys now i don't play fantasy f- baseball i played it one year and i it's, and i ended up finishing sixth in our league yeah it's a, it's a daily rotation isn't it similar to yep. fantasy basketball yep so that's yeah. not something I've gotten too much into. Like I said, I played one year, and it was fun, but it was just a lot of work. I mean, I think I forgot for a week. Like I forgot yeah. to set a lineup for a week, and it just tanked me. Like yeah, you got to really be on top of it. Yeah, it's super easy to uh, to get lost in. Mm-hmm. But uh, I won it my first year, and okay. uh, we have about nine or ten guys in it, so it's always a lot of fun. Sure. It's the same guys I play baseball with or uh, football with as well. So there, <sighs> I'm on ESPN right now, and you'll appreciate this because uh, I definitely do. Uh, I scrolled down about five articles down from two days ago. Will there be minor league baseball in 2020? And it's got a picture of the Mudhen Stadium for mm-hmm. the article, and I'm oh, like, yeah. that's really cool. Oh, so. Yeah. Been there, done that one many a times. I was gonna say, uh, you and I are both relatively familiar with oh, yeah. that. With I that drove statement. past uh, uh, Parkview Field here, home of the Tin Caps today. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because the gate on right field uh, from the street, they have on the the screen out there with updates of what's going on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they have opening day on there, and it has two emojis just doing the shrug. <laughs> I don't know when it's going to be open either. i got to find a picture of it, or I'll take a picture of it next time I'm down there. That's fantastic. It's only a block away from my office. That is I'll fantastic. Go, uh, go check that out. But, uh, yeah, because it was weird, too, because it's last week, maybe two weeks, I'll finish putting in a brand-new uh, scoreboard out in left field. Mm-hmm. looks great. Uh, but, yeah, and it's cool seeing a lot of these uh, big league guys, too, You mm-hmm. know, giving some of these minor league guys a couple bucks here and there. I saw yeah. that since uh, uh, Shu was doing it, uh, there's a couple other players as well giving some of these minor leaguers some money. And I think minor league baseball is giving them 400 bucks a month or something like that. Okay. That's all. I mean, it's something, I guess, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. And, you know, I'm willing to bet major league baseball comes back, but minor league may not because mm-hmm. it – is in those small communities and in those small towns mm-hmm. and when it comes to money may not be worth it you know right. they're only going to play half the games or whatever you know whatever they end up coming up with sure you know it may not be ha- or may not be worth it in some of these places which is a real real bummer because minor league baseball is phenomenal but like city, towns like fort wayne could handle it mm-hmm. uh toledo could handle it but you go out to uh, you know the iowa cubs you know are they in iowa like let's be real yeah, here. Like it's yeah, it's Dayton, Iowa. Dayton Dragons. Are they the Dragons still? Uh, the, well, I think there's two Dayton teams. Is there two Dayton teams now? It's almost like a tortoise or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up really quick. 
But like a team like it seems like that wouldn't survive, I don't think. No. Uh, well, Dayton would probably survive, but something like you said in the cornfields of Iowa, a lot harder to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna. Yeah, I, so. I believe one of them is the Dragons. Yeah. Uh, and they're the same. They're the same league as. Uh, yeah, because the Dragons are in the same league as like the South End Cubs, Fort Wayne Ten Caps, mm-hmm. those guys. Dayton baseball minor league. The Dayton Dragons. I thought there was a second team. There may not have been. Mm. Uh, looks like, yeah, it looks like there's just the Dayton Dragons. So maybe they just rebranded one time, and we thought, yeah, that could have been what it. Was. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, in baseball, you know, it's it's kind of fun seeing what Major League Baseball is doing. They're doing a MLB the twenty, uh, the Show twenty tournament. Yeah, tonight. That's been really so fun. Be- I haven't caught up on that yet, but saw the highlights of it. They, um, uh, well, they had um, Amir Garrett from Cincinnati playing on it uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, and he ended up winning his game, and I thought that was really cool. Mm, so, like, it, it gives us as fans a chance to cheer for something, even yeah. though, you know, like, it's like, sure, I, I think they, and I don't remember what the rules were, but I, I feel like I they weren't allowed to use their home club or something. Like, they had to use another team. I think so. I think that's why I read it as well. And I think that's kind of cool. But of course, I'm you know as a Reds fan, I'm going to cheer for Amir Garrett. I want him to win. I don't I don't mm-hmm. care who he's winning with. I want him to win. And I think that's kind of a cool thing that they're doing. Um, and I think the money they're raising from that is going to like help with the coronavirus and all that. If I remember reading that correctly. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, you know, like ESPN right now, they're showing the 05 Masters. Yeah. When, when Tiger won it now. It's going to be very interesting this fall. Mm-hmm. We've got a busy, busy fall ahead of us. Of course, we you really know I do. get married in mm-hmm. October. Yep. And then November, we have the Masters. Mm-hmm. And I think they're playing all four majors in the fall. So it's going wow. to be wild. Yeah, if that's going to be gets nuts. underway and if football gets underway, you'll have four major tournaments. Mm-hmm. I'm sure NHL and basketball will be going there, too. Now, when it come, now the, th- the crazy thing is, not all those things should be able to be seen on TV. Because there's just not no. enough stations. No. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they come about all this and what they end up doing. But the fall is going to be an interesting time to be, or it's going to be a fun time to be a sports fan. I think. It's yeah. Almost, almost a little overload in a way. Well, I think you mentioned it's going to be a fun time as a sports fan. I agree with you, but I also think it's going to be a stressful time as a sports fan because you've got guys who are used to watching, you know. They are, they're used to April and May and June being the NBA, you know, tournament, you know, the finals. You've got mm-hmm. you've got guys who are used to watching hockey and the hockey finals being in, you know, May, June. And so now if we shift, bas- you know, basketball, hockey, all that, like now that we shift that, we're looking at seeing these guys, you know, some season ticket holders to this or to that. We're going to see emptier stadiums across the board i think just because you're going to have football fans who are also really big into basketball or also really big sure. into base like just so many things at play here there's it's just it's going to be overwhelming like you said absolutely and too you know for example say the nfl or the nfl college football seasons either canceled or shortened mm-hmm. that trickles down to the water polo team because yeah. football teams they 
fund every other team on campus. Yeah, you sent me something the other day yeah, about their funding. Like a week or two ago, it was LSU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll see if I can pull it back up here. But it was the amount of money LSU football made that supported all the other programs on campus. Which just absolutely just is mind-blowing. It was a stupid amount of money, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very... It's just so much money that has to be shifted. Like, I, and when all this started, you and I were kind of joking about, oh, well, this is, you know, this is stupid, like, whatever. But <clears throat> the NCAA willingly lost billions of dollars. Yeah. yeah so, absolutely. so, I mean, anybody sitting sitting at home who, you know, says sports are just about money, blah, 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 you're absolutely right. Which is why taking this as serious as people are, and let's be honest, the NCAA really messes up a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. But with them taking this as serious as they are and losing billions of dollars, there's something a little bit deeper going on. So I, there's so much money that's going to be lost and shifted with – I mean it's going to really hurt college athletics for – years i think i don't think this is a one-year thing i think this is a multiple year injury to the face of college athletics yeah right here lsu reportedly 86.2 million dollars of football related revenue Mm. which is nearly 20 million more than ucf brought in its entire athletic department that's insane yeah that's so much money yeah wow Uh. Wow. Yeah, it's it's gonna hurt. It's gonna trickle down. And you know, basketball makes some money here and there. The the Connecticut or not? Yeah, Connecticut's the, the Kentucky's. You know, sure. Those programs make some money, but football really does fund just about everything else. Yeah, those basketball blue bud blue bloods will definitely pull you in a, a little bit of cash. But football is king in the U.S. And I think, especially college football, it's uh, you know, you've got your pro levels that everybody loves their pro teams, but. I mean, college football is king. I mean, how often do I go out in public? And maybe it's just because I'm in Ohio. I, it may be the same in Indiana. I don't know. But I go out in public so often, and I don't see people wearing, like, a Browns T-shirt or a Bengals T-shirt, whatever. I see more Ohio State shirts, Michigan State, Michigan, Notre Dame. I see far more of those than I do any professional team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And – it's it's king it really is <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's just when you don't know it from, you don't know the business and you look into it you go oh okay yeah that makes a lot more sense now mm-hmm. and you see you know you go to the shoe and there's a hundred some thousand people there okay well that money's right you know, for everything else is coming from there yeah and that well, we're talking about those. Let's say they go to a ten-game regular season, so that's we do a, normally a twelve-game regular season, correct? That's the yes. That's the standard. So that's a home and home or a home and away game. They lose, and so yeah, they're saving money by not sending the team there, but they're losing the money from the from the team they're going to play. They're losing the revenue from bringing in fans to watch them host another team. Like, there's just 
there's a lot there's there's so much of a trickle down effect people are like oh okay so they're not going to sell a few more tickets no it's a lot worse than that like a school like toledo and ball state rely on playing those big schools you know who will pay them a million dollars to kick them up and down the field for four quarters it's so funny you bring that up too because i just came across the article i was looking for the picture uh ohio state will pay ball state 1.9 million and 2000 26 or whatever that is they play wow but yeah that's the but that's what i'm saying like they're gonna get paid two million dollars to almost guaranteed take an l yeah and i don't know what i'm supposed to wear at that game i think i think you could probably wear an ohio state hat and a ball state shirt i think i think you're fine with that like my college diploma says ball state i don't know I think, well, and this is something I've, I've talked about with people. You know, my diploma is going to say Toledo. But, uh, I, you know, I mean, I'm a Michigan fan, which is actually really weird how our color schemes kind of work out for the team, the schools that we ended up going to, right. thinking about that. Um, but, you know, if Toledo plays Michigan again, I'm I'm pulling for Toledo. I, yeah, I think that's, that's where I spent my undergrad years. That's where I spent my time. That's where I fell in love with and got to really know. I care about Michigan football. I love Michigan football. I always want to see him succeed. But if my alma mater plays my favorite college football team, mm-hmm. I'm cheering for my alma mater. That's just kind of the rule I've adopted. Yeah. yeah. Granted, that was easy when I went to Ohio Northern, and uh, right. Ohio and Michigan and Ohio Northern weren't ever going to play, so that was easier. But but now I think that's that's my rule, and I think I'm going to stick hard and fast to that one. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, I'll be paying Ball State till the day I die, so might as well, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, might as well support them. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's it's such a wild time right now. I know that uh, we've seen kind of a downtick in listeners with everything going on, but sure. from all my research, we a lot of podcasts have seen a downtick. Um, yeah, they have. Just because of, I mean, or at least most sports ones. Uh, I know there are other ones that, I normally listen to driving to work or driving to school that I'm not listening to now because I'm not driving anywhere. Yeah. You know, I, so it's, it's across, it's everywhere. Yeah, it is. I pulled up my uh, podcast today that I listened to and I caught up on four or five of them. It seemed like, cause I have, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not in my office anymore. So. Right. So it's just, yeah, it's, this whole thing is nuts, but uh, we did want to talk I don't know what else you wanted to really talk about with baseball. Um, I know that, you know, people are talking about the 94 Expos going to get their mm-hmm. crown like that. That would be cool um, to kind of see how that would unfold with the uh, second chance World Series that they're running. I think that's a kind of a neat thing ESPN's doing. I got to give ESPN some props. They uh, they're doing some really cool stuff despite us not having sports they're you know they're they're running back old tournaments old masters i think mm-hmm. i saw something there was something a uh, bow and arrow contest they were airing the other day um hmm. they they just did they just did their ocho again yeah the ocho and so that was kind of cool we i mean i gotta see something gotta watch a championship of something yeah, there was cornhole not too long ago either yep that was on there um you know it's just it's cool looking at these articles 
Um, they're talking about 10 major league baseball players to follow on social media during all this. I don't know if you, if you saw this one or not, but they, uh, they had, uh, Sean Doolittle on, on, um, YouTube and Twitter, Hunter Pence from the Giants on Twitter. Um, let me pull up the list here. Trevor Bauer, uh, who I know he came from Cleveland. I love having him. I, I haven't seen him play at all this year. I saw him play a little bit last year little rough but i'm absolutely loving watching him on twitter and watching him on instagram and watching him on youtube he is just so present and one of my favorite things is he responds to the fans he doesn't just post and then you know responds to his buddies he responds to the fans and to me that speaks volumes as to the mm-hmm. kind of person you are and i love that and it sure you know, he's not going to remember responding to, you know, all these fans down the road. But to a young fan, I mean, I'll be honest, to me, it made a really, really cool experience that I was able to have a brief 15-second exchange with Trevor Bauer. Like, that's something that I won't ever forget. Like, that's a cool thing. Sure. Well, I had a uh, little Twitter talk with the Mac conference last week. You did. You did. Days yeah. Ago. Quite, yeah. quite the... Quite the thread there for you. I had a good, I had a good Twitter week. I was talking to Great Lakes Brewing out of Cleveland, mm-hmm. talking to the Matt Conference, and then I talked to a baseball uh, Twitter account that I follow and said that Sandlot came out 27 years ago, and you know everybody's doing that pick your house type thing. Yeah, house yeah, yeah. Living. Mine was House Four just because I wanted to hang out with Wendy Peppercorn. I mean, and who, who would that got retweeted a lot, a bunch of retweets and a bunch of likes. But yeah, the Matt Conference that was a lot of fun to talk with them. Yeah, that was cool. I saw that. Um, and then we actually posted one that I threw together for us on our Twitter the other day. And it was um, Heisman winners and um, the – the. let me pull it back up. Yeah, we had Heisman winners, um, the Naismith uh, men and women's winners, softball player of the year, and the Dick Hauser award winners. And we I broke broke it down into six houses one one of each winner in each house so there were six heisman winners six uh naismith men's women six or naismith winners for the men and the women so just each of these houses and uh got a little didn't get as much on twitter by the way those who aren't following us on twitter go follow us we're trying to post some new content get get our name out there a little bit uh you can follow us at college sport pod uh, just look us up. You can also look it up as College Sports Connection Podcast. But we're uh, we're trying to engage you guys a little bit as our audience and give you guys a little bit of something fun to do. But I got a, quite a bit of feedback on Facebook with this, and a lot of people were really liking House Six. Um, I know Steffi tweets uh, one of our fan accounts and a uh, good friend of mine uh, really likes House Five because of a uh, one Joe Burrow. Uh, house four was pretty popular. I mean, they all got some pretty good response. Um, did you have a house out of those that you particularly liked? I think I know where you're going to go, but I didn't know if there was a house in particular that you. Yeah, let me pull it back up here. Okay. You're fine. I will. I'll tell everybody my house. Um, I picked house two, who had Heisman Trophy winner Charles Woodson, uh, Naismith uh, ba- men's basketball winner uh, David the Admiral Robinson. We had the softball player of the year winner, Rachel Garcia. She's won it a couple of times. And I looked when I was researching the softball player of the year, 
she's a B. She's, I mean, she's, I think she's still in college and her stat line is stupid. She's really, really good. So I want to do a little bit more softball research. Um, Sabrina Ionescu, of course. Sabrina, if you're listening, I know you're not, but just know I picked the house because of you. And then uh, Steven Strasberg uh, in house two. So um, that's who I went with. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably go one uh, just because Archie Griffin and my dog's named after Archie. Yep. So, you Figured know. Figured that's where you'd go. Yeah. And he's the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner, so that's kind of cool. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm looking at it like, you know, Griner, I could, yeah. It's cool to see how tall she was. Right. That's about <laughs> it. Uh, Kevin so. Durant would be fun to hang around, I think. Katie, I don't think Katie would talk. Yeah, he'd just, like, chill just and sit there. do his own thing. House 6 yeah. would be competitive, though. I think the most competitive house, though, is four. You think so? We've got uh, Barry Sanders, Larry Bird, mm-hmm. Sue Bird, Stacey Neuvman, and Jason Veritek. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine Larry and Sue Bird in the same house as you, just, like, hanging out? Well, I'm, thinking Larry, I'm thinking Larry and Jason, too, both Boston guys. Yeah. So... That'd be cool. But, yeah, I, th- I threw all these names into a uh, random number generator, <clears throat> and they assigned each house for us. So these were pretty at random, given given what we had gotten. And then I just assigned the house number over them. So Archie Griffin was the first one off the board, so I thought that was actually kind of cool. Followed by Charles Woodson, and then everybody else was just whatever. But mm-hmm. I thought that was actually really, really cool that... Uh, Archie and uh, Charles went right away when I was randomizing that. So yeah, yeah, but like I said, guys, follow us. You know, we wanna we wanna make sure that we're engaging you guys. We might do something special. We hit 500 followers. We're about 123 followers away. So we wanna do something a little special for you guys. If we uh, if we hit that 500 mark, make it make it about you guys, the fans. Um, Maybe we'll send you an autographed portrait or something. Yeah, there we go. Of us. Just just exactly. of us. Not Exactly. May, you know, maybe maybe we'll do a dog. We'll have a dog print for somebody. That would be we'll that'd something. be fun. <laughs> but we'll yeah. Do something. Um but. I don't really have anything else. I don't know. Oh, uh, we, we could, are Oh, we next say we week. can preview next week. Yeah. Yeah, we could definitely preview next week. Next week with our um beard cousins or I guess our beard partners now at this point. Um for the Four Beardsmen Sports Network, we are going to be teaming up with the Beard Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we will be talking some mock draft next week, um, doing our first ever joint episode, just talking sports, having a little bit of fun with it. We're all going to be in, you know, in our houses, talking, hanging out, and uh, making it a good time. And I'm really looking forward to that. In different states. In so, different states, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dylan or AJ is a tenth of a mile away from the Michigan border. Mm-hmm. Like he lives up off of uh just right north of Alexis Road. Yeah. So yep. that's so I mean he's right there. So he's basically in Michigan. Dylan and is I he, is he Sylvania then? Uh no, he's a, over by the Alexis edition. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um so that's kinda cool. But yeah, so I mean we're all gonna be in our houses in different states, remoting in having fun. So if you guys get a chance, follow them on Twitter at beard bros, FF. Uh, I'm sure they'll be kind of talking about that preview as well. We'll be posting some preview stuff and we've got a lot of things we're going to be presenting to you guys next week when that happens. 
So please be sure to not only tune into us this week, but tune into that show next week. It's going to be a good one. We're really excited about this partnership. I know I'm pumped. AJ, I know you and I have talked about it. We're we're yep. we're pretty pumped for this. Absolutely, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, yeah, AJ, I don't think I really have anything else. That's it for me, man. Cool. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you get a chance, like I said, follow us, follow Beard Brothers uh, on Twitter. We appreciate the the follows. We do follow back. We'll uh we'll make sure that we work it out and we do things to engage you guys. If you have any suggestions for the show. Any suggestions that you want to see on Twitter, let us know that, too. We want to make sure that we give you guys something that you guys can really enjoy to get you some engagement. Sure. So, and, uh, last week I sent out a tweet. I was very disappointed in you people. thought it was going to get a good <laughs> response, and it was about your favorite autograph that you have. Yeah, that so was a good one. Send me pictures of your autographs. You know, I'm, a, I'm a memorabilia guy. I know Alex is. We have a lot mm-hmm. of cool things. Um, Absolutely. You know, I've got, you know, most of my stuff is back in my parents' house, but I have a few things here at my place. Uh, like my, I have an autographed A.J. Hawk, Ohio State jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got an Ohio State autographed helmet down here at my place. I've got a Bob Feller autographed baseball. Mm-hmm. I've got a bunch of baseballs up here signed. I've got jerseys back home. I've got a baseball bat signed. I've got everything. So send us the pictures and tell us your stories, you know, how you got them. It's always cool how, you, you know, as a kid, you get an autograph. It's the coolest thing ever. I still remember uh, how I got that A.G. Hawk autograph. It was senior day 2005 mm-hmm. against Northwestern. And uh, he, because it was like he, Carpenter, and Schlegel, top three linebackers in the country, they came out of a secret way out yeah. of the stadium. And I saw it, and I went over there and told him my name was A.J. too, and he gave me a high five. So that's awesome. Signed it, and I went on my way. Yeah. And then I met Nick Mangold that day, got his autograph. I think I got a picture taken with him. Uh Oh, yeah, I got a lot of a lot of cool ones. So, yeah, tell us your stories and your autographs. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, tell us the stories, you know, that's uh, – and I think I shared ours or mine on Twitter, but I got the chance to meet uh, Gronk out mm. in L.A. And, you know, he's doing a rap battle, and he gets smoked in this rap battle. Like, it wasn't even close. Like, he, he couldn't rhyme to save his life. He couldn't keep rhythm to save his life. I mean, you know, they, they say typical dumb jock, but, I mean, he really lived up to the stereotype. And, uh, and so he's doing this rap battle and I'm like in the second row from the stage. So I'm right there and I'm like losing my mind because it's Gronk and I'm a big Patriots fan. Like, dude, Gronk is right here. I'm like eight feet away from him. And so I'm losing my mind for him. And he, you know, he finishes the, he finishes the rap battle or whatever, comes out, gives me a big high five. He's like, what's up, man? I saw you out there supporting me. Thank you so much. I was like, dude, you're one of my favorite Patriots. Like, I love watching you and Tom hook up in, in the stadiums. You know, I love watching watching you guys play together. He's like, thanks for the support. I appreciate it. And I had won a T-shirt during the event. It was, you know, it was just something stupid. I was like, would you be willing to sign this for me? And he legitimately, he smacks my hand again. I thought he broke it. He says, mm-hmm. hell yeah, I would. Hey, who's got a Sharpie? And he like ask around and he like taps one of like the the workers for a Sharpie and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 here. And so he's like, here you go, man. Thanks so much. Another handshake, you know, high mm-hmm. five, whatever. I, I literally couldn't feel my hand. My hand was numb for like a mm-hmm. good 10 minutes after that. And so that like, yeah, absolutely. That was an experience I'll never forget. I got to meet Rob Gronkowski in a sober form. <laughs> there you go. I'm not You got him right at the perfect time. Exactly. Uh, so. But yeah, All right, man. I, 
that's it for me. Cool. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, not much, but we will see you guys next week with the Beard Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. Be sure to tune in. It's going to be a great show. So until Absolutely. then, see you guys. See you.